This episode of the podcast is brought to you by My Daddy Issues. Are they bad? <laughs> the officer exchange program does not give you any special prerogatives to question my orders. Well, I, I realize that, sir, but I thought you'd be rather pleased to hear the news. Now, after all, let's face it, we, we don't want to start a nuclear war unless we really have to, do we? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And on today's episode, we are doing our first Kubrick film, and that is Dr. Strangelove. It's weird how or, we have, Or how I stopped worrying and learned to love the bomb. Yes. Um, weird how we haven't done a Kubrick movie yet. Yeah. It's been a it's, year. But the thing I, is, man, they're dense. Well, yeah. They're I mean, so dense. And we were just saying, like, this is probably his shortest film that he's ever made. Yeah. And... This is definitely like his most easily digestible film. Like this is, I would say that his most like entry level, like almost anybody can kind of like get behind it movie. A lot of other Kubrick films are like just tough to like yeah. get through. I mean, <laughs> fucking 2001. I mean, 2001 is based on Jesus Christ, man. Like yeah. I love that film. It's but so man. good. But I mean, it's also just dense and like, all right, you got to get through 25 minutes of gorillas. Just yeah. doing gorilla stuff. Yeah, just and gorilla. Then there's and almost, throw up a bone. <laughs> <laughs> and there's almost no plot. Uh, but on this hand, this 100% has a plot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it does, like, for an hour and a half, it's paced in a very interesting way because... Three different stories. Yeah, it's three different stories. It's not paced bad by any means whatsoever. It's paced... Like, it's a two-hour-long movie, but it's an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Like, it really, like, draws out, like, what's going on and what's happening in the story and how the planes function. Yeah. And I was watching it with my dad last night, and my dad was telling me... Has he ever seen it? Yeah, he loves this film. It's, It's like this... Cujo and Jaws Cujo. are his favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that killer Cujo, dog. Cujo is actually... I haven't seen Cujo in a really, really long time. It's a fun film. But I feel like it is probably like still pretty decent. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a decent concept of a film. because yeah, I mean, killer like, dog. Yeah, and I mean, you're stuck in like a car with your kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know... Let's do Congo next. <laughs> the killer I gorilla. Do trem- tremors. Oh, Tremors 5. Only Kevin Bacon. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what about your dad? So we were watching it together, and he was telling me, like, like the first opening few shots of it where it's like they're fueling the, yeah. the plane, and, like, they're showing, like, how everything functions and how they switch to, like, different radio signals and everything like that. Yeah. This was one of the first films that actually showcased it mm-hmm. because beforehand, like all of this was like top secret stuff. Like yeah. you, you were not able to know like how they fuel everything and yeah. how everything functions unless you were part of the air force mm-hmm. or unless you were part of like top secret military. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because like to us, like day and age, this looks very mundane. It's like, Oh look, they, bring a tube and then just yeah. fill up the plane. Yeah, yeah. But I guess but like back then... for the time, yeah. Yeah, for the time, nobody knew, like, how they did that. Yeah. They were just like, planes have infinite fuel. <laughs> 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 They'll never run out. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, just little nuances about this movie that I think, for the time being, it's like, wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then also just, look... This is a straight up satire. Like this movie is a, is a one hundred percent like just a satire. It's a comedy basically yeah, about a very very serious subject. Do you want me to um, do the? Yeah, the we'll list do that and we'll kind of go through. All right. So first off, Doctor Strange Love 
came out in 1964, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Your main character, and my God, this man does a great job. Peter Seller. Three different people. My God. <laughs> he plays President Merkin Murphy. He plays Captain Lionel McMandrake, and he plays Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. The man is great. And I guess... <laughs> He's so good. I guess Kubrick actually pl- paid him a million dollars to play all three roles, which is half the budget of the film. <laughs> And he was like, hey, man, I got a deal. Three for one. <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. You paid half the budget, though. <laughs> uh, you have George C. Scott, who plays General Buck Turdetson. Yep. You have Slim Pickens, who plays Major King Kong. Yep. You have James Earl Jones in this, who plays Lieutenant Lothar Zog. Mm-hmm. And you have Sterling Hayden, who plays General Jack Ripper. Yeah. And that's like your main cast. That's your main cast there. Uh, and if you don't know what Doctor Strange of it's about, it's um, basically about nuclear holocaust um, and kind of like how one mistake can lead to devastating consequences. It's during the Cold War. Yeah. And it, it's it's a very, again, like it's a very, very serious subject. And it was based off of a book that was very, very serious. But mm-hmm. Kubrick was like, uh, maybe we should maybe go a little bit lighter on this because we can't really like it's not going to it's just going to scare people if we don't make this like kind of like a satire. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of showcasing how ridiculous it is that we have this kind of I guess you would call it like a platform of kind of it, it just showcases how. If anybody makes any type of mistake, the entire world can end and how kind of ridiculous that is and the men behind it and how kind of ridiculous they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's told in a comedy kind of tongue in cheek way. It's very, very, I, I mean, look, I find this movie really, really funny. I think the I thought com- it was hilarious. I think the comedy in this is you do have to have like a a, a sort of uh, specific kind of sense of humor because like I showed just some of the scenes. She didn't watch the movie with me, mm-hmm. but I showed her some of the scenes and she just didn't even crack a smile. Oh, really? Yeah, like <laughs> was just like, no, nah. she's like, this isn't funny at all. It's, it's older kind of comedy, mm-hmm. but it's still just so funny. Yeah, it's not quite slapstick. No. But, I mean, like you have stuff where it's like the, the Russian ambassador and Buck are like fighting in the war room and the president comes over is like gentlemen please stop fighting this there's is no the- for there's no fighting in the war room yeah and, and then you have like you know at um at general jack ripper's base like all over there are the signs that says peace is our progression yeah or profession yeah and it's just constant shooting <laughs> and killing during it no, all. It's it's absolutely insane. And, and then when like the ambassador is being brought in, and Buck again is like, "What, pres- Mr. President? What are you doing? He's gonna see the big sign." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's so funny, and I still think that it holds up today. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think the subject matter of what it's saying is very predominant right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just to kind of start off. Peter Sellers. God damn, he is, is so good it in is, this film. It is, it is, he's truly amazing in he this plays, movie. He plays three different accents, three different looks, yeah. three different ways to sell the performance, and yeah. he does it perfectly. Like, if if anybody who, like, didn't know who Peter Seller was or didn't know what Dr. Strangelove was mm-hmm. came down and, like, watched the film, they would think it was three different yeah. actors playing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, you know, I mean, 
a it kind of just shows like you know minimal minimal kind of like a uh, makeup right mm-hmm. i mean like he's got like the bald head when he's playing the president um he's got like kind of like the salvador dali sort of like mustache mm-hmm. um and then he's got the kind of just dr strange love weird german like haircut thing and the way it's like look we i want to just have like a whole subject about the actual doctor because (laughs) (laughs) he's so funny you know he's only he's brought in though like more towards the later half of the film yeah he's he's not like really like the main subject of the film um i I don't know it's kind of an interesting choice to like call it dr strange love because he's not really the main thing no but but he also kind of is like yeah. it, he's kind of just like he, he he's a character that is i think the most recognizable like he is mm-hmm. like the character of the movie yeah i know? mean the main the main character in my eyes is general jack ripper like he yeah. starts the whole thing yeah but i don't think that would have been billed correctly if it's like the movie is called general jack ripper <laughs> Or how I learned. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> like the name for sure, like sells it. And uh, Strange Love as a character is so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, between like his arm, like dude, fidgeting, dude, and the like arm thing, and I just a- calling the president <laughs> my Fuhrer. <laughs> it's like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> past that point. <laughs> We're not well, doing that anymore. My issue, like, my thing is, so the way that I interpreted the movie, or the way that I interpret Doctor Strange of himself, is that they they kind of like mention how he's a um like he he's an ex Nazi yeah. that is now working for the U.S. government and he is like becoming a U.S. citizen and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got this like weird like arm thing that it kind of just it seems like it kind of does whatever it wants. Mm-hmm. And the first few times I watched it, I just thought it was like a weird, like just thing. But then I realized, at least this is what I was thinking this time around, was that I think it's just a simple fact that his right arm is still a Nazi. Yeah. And then like I, the I rest of him is just like trying to be American. <laughs> so he's just like trying to fight with his right arm, who is still a Nazi. And it's absolutely ridiculous yeah because at one point like his arm just shoots up and does the yeah. nazi salute yeah and it's like oh my god like, <laughs> and he tries to pull it back down and then, and then he, like, he starts like down. choking himself because yeah. like it's trying to kill him because he's an american like, <laughs> i know it's just oh we could do a whole character study on just him <laughs> or just his arm <laughs> dr strange loves arm tune in for that episode in a month um it is absolutely hysterical mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think he does a Kubrick does a really, really good job of like kind of bringing some humor to such a serious topic. Yeah, I mean, for me, like the Cold War has always been very interesting. I mean, I've talked about it when we did the thing where during the same period of time, Carpenter made the thing, yeah. and it's supposed to be a stance on like the Cold War and how we can't trust like anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think this is done in a very very interesting way for Dr. Strangelove where it's like Ripper goes on like the intercom and tells all of the soldiers that like if you don't know them or if you don't recognize them they're probably a communist shoot them yeah. like don't ask questions just go for it yeah, yeah. and I mean the whole like firefight scene where it's like the soldiers are even saying it's like wow they they look like they got like grade A American tanks and yeah. trucks like how do they do that it's yeah. like I don't know probably black market <laughs> and the whole fight is just Americans versus Americans yeah, yeah. and 
it goes to show like this was the fear during the time of mm-hmm. the Cold War of like who can we trust, who we can't trust, who is actually a communist, who's an American. Yeah. And when especially like during like that period of time, I think like how movies kind of precipitated it mm-hmm. did a very well job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like because they're on the base and everybody is so like kind of like high strung. Um, it's interesting that like be- because at the end of the day, uh, the general is like a fucking conspiracy theorist. Like he yeah, he is just convinced that the Russians are like po- like not I wouldn't say poisoning our water, but <laughs> like it, like putting some yeah. type of chemical into the water that is a lot that's about making, water. Yeah, that's like making. Uh, us as Americans like sluggish yeah. and this whole weird conspiracy comes out because he felt kind of tired after sex one day yeah. and immediately he's just like I think it's the Russians <laughs> they're making a water sluggish yeah, it, it, and the, the whole bodily fluid things mm-hmm. is just so bizarre and so funny that um, even again, like to this day, I've seen this movie like four times and it still just makes me laugh because it is just so just ridiculous. I think too, like a really hilarious part in the film was when the president's on the phone with the Russian president. Oh my God. He's like, so we're all so okay. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. I'm glad you're good. I'm also doing good. It's just Just, like, just try to the fucking point. Get off the phone. (laughs) Yeah, and he's but, just like, so we kind so we of, kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, we might be sending a nuke, but it's by accident. Yeah. So don't start another war, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really, really though think that it's like when they're at the base after like the whole like war goes down and like everything's kind of like leveled, and that one like uh, lieutenant guy comes in and he tries to like bring um sellers as. Uh, Mandrake Mandrake like you know uh, like I guess as, like not like a prisoner but whatever like he's yeah. gonna get like some he, he type just of needs to question yeah basically and, and there's just like he's like oh I have to call the president and and he's like okay well how are we gonna call the president and then they just <laughs> happen to walk call. by a fucking <laughs> payphone that's in like the pentagon or whatever <laughs> and then he's just like struggling because he doesn't have enough change yeah. to like make a phone call and then the whole like Pepsi, the whole I mean the whole Coca Cola oh, yeah, machine like, thing. No, when- that's private property. <laughs> I can't shoot that. <laughs> it is one hundred percent so funny today, and I'm glad that you like appreciated it as much as like I do at least. Be- I did. I mean, for the time period too. Like I think like how they handled everything involving with the plane with Major King Kong. I think yeah. that was done very well. Where it's like it's all green screen, and you can tell. Yeah, yeah, but. It's done in a way where it's like I think it doesn't. It, it still holds. The thing up. is, I think that it, you know, obviously when he made this movie, he didn't need to shoot it in black and white. Mm-mm. And I think that making it black and white helps with the, the tone. aesthetics, mm-hmm. kind of like I think like the green screen and the CGI because there is like certain points where like the plane is kind of noticeably like not a real plane. Yeah, but like I do think that making it black and gray helped a lot with keeping it looking as real as possible. And then also, yeah, like the tone of the film, like, you know, like it seems a little bit more bleak, but again, it's done in a way where it's still kind of like making you like laugh and chuckle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think for sure, like it was, you know, uh, it was a thoughtful thing to do where he was like, I'm going to make this black and white to kind of like, I think it kind of sort of made it timeless. Yeah. You know? And then my brother was telling me too, where I guess like, 
the original ending that Kubrick had shot for this film, mm-hmm. which I, I guess you can't really find like a video of it, but you can find pictures online of it mm-hmm. where I don't know if you knew this, but the original ending was supposed to be like everybody in the war room and they just get into like a pie fight. Like they all just start throwing pies at each other. Oh, that's funny. I didn't yeah. know that. And yeah. it was supposed to be kind of like a stance on like, oh, look at us like throwing our missiles at each other. Yeah, yeah. But I guess they deemed it too silly and too like. Yeah, I mean, look, there. I think that the ending of this movie is pretty perfect. Yeah, because the, so I mean, look. At the end of the day, everything about this movie is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like the Doomsday you, Device. The Doomsday Device is crazy and like just like ridiculous. The names of the characters are fucking crazy. Yes. Like, every, like everything is such a comedy. Kiss off. And, yeah, I mean, like it's so like just tongue in cheek. I mean, and even to the point of like what you were saying in the beginning of this uh, conversation about the, uh, the 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 planes like fueling up the other plane, like. Even that's done in a way where, like, it's almost done in like a like a like a comedic like sexual way because like the music mm-hmm. that's playing in the background is more like sensual, like a like a like an eighties porno kind of. Yeah. And you and then you have like this like rod coming down, like going inside the plane, and it's done very much like Frank. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just done very much like, hey, this is like. I mean, it, it kind of sets the tone immediately. And then and, even so, the ending too, where it's like the nukes are going off, and it's just such a peaceful song. Right, you have like the peaceful song. But I mean, prior to that, I mean, Doctor Strange love having the conversation with the president and the general or whatever he is mm-hmm. um, about, you know, kind of like saying like, "Hey, we can go underground, and there will be ten beautiful women for every one man, and yeah. that's how we're going to repopulate." I mean, it's it's a ridiculous thing that he's saying. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, like this is the only way. Like this is the true way that we because can, it's, we it's, can really take over and like just just boost our profit." It, it's, basically, it's so funny because like they they question him sort of when so look one of the one of the things is that while he's just having this like his arm is just like wrestling with him constantly nobody's commenting on it no everyone's just like this is normal <laughs> so that's hysterical within itself and then you have him saying this absolutely ridiculous thing about going underground and repopulating the earth and you're going to have to have 10 beautiful women for every one man and they're like, but isn't that going against like what we as oh, Americans yeah, have like monogamy? And then Doctor Strangelove is like, yes, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's a small price to pay for like. <laughs> yeah, it's like for guys, it's like oh, like oh, we will take this burden. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And then you have like the the Russian ambassador like walks away for a second yeah. and kind of just takes like a pocket watch. And, yeah, like, clicks. I mean, it. I mean, look, it's 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 ridiculous because from the beginning you don't really you it's it's like you don't really know who to trust because mm-hmm. he gets tackled and then they're like, oh, he had he had a uh, he had a camera on him and he's like, no, he planted it on me, and then like. Prior to that, I mean, it's just like, it's basically just all these guys in a war room who are like deprived of sleep and who are starving. And then they have like this ridiculous buffet Mm -hmm. that's like going on. And they're like, whoa, do you have boiled eggs or whatever? And he's just like, yeah, we'll get you some or whatever it is. It's just, it's just insane. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I I thought it was really, really an intelligent and just kind of uh, flawless, beautiful kind of transition where 
everyone is just kind of like arguing about like what's going on like what are we going to do the world is now going to end like our our bomb did end up attacking the mm-hmm. russians they're going to reach retaliate what are we going to do mm-hmm. so meanwhile all that's retali- all, all that like conversation and argument is going on dr strangelove just kind of stands up yeah. and he's like my fear i can walk well, and then it just cuts yeah. i mean <laughs> it was i love like that no I- explanation yeah. of like it's just kind of like chalked up to kind of be like a miracle yeah. or whatever it is but i thought it was very very brilliant where it's like we're not going to explain it it's just going to be what it is and then the world just ends i mean <laughs> i kind of i really like that ending where like he just gets up yeah and he's like i can walk i really think though that it's more or less of like him solidifying the fact that like the plan is made that it's like every 10 women for one guy and he's like i must do my duties as an american i can stand now (laughs) it is absolutely ridiculous Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean peter sellers this movie is so good as dr strange yeah and then of course you have that great shot that I think still holds up of Major King Kong riding the nuke it's down. It's so good. It is it's, so, it's so good. And it wasn't supposed to be like, I mean, it really was just kind of like, oh, fuck. Did anybody see the Major? We actually dropped the bomb. They're like, what about him? And then he's just down yeah, there. he's just riding. He, <laughs> and I yeah. think it's done in such a great way that like, obviously it's green screen, but I don't know if it's, gr- I don't know what it is because I, I watched it a few times and it looks almost like, it's actually a... Yeah, they actually dropped him. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it, it looks like it's actually more of, like, a set mm-hmm. of, like, kind of like a mini, kind of like, uh, like okay, they, they built, like, a miniature, kind of, and then they had, like, a camera fixed to, like, this, like, fake bomb, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of, like followed it down because i don't know it did it didn't look green screen to me it looked like it was actually like a real set of sorts i don't well i mean the background definitely was a green screen i do think that like they had an actual replica of the missile for him to ride and yeah. they kind of had like some kind of animatronic to make it look like yeah. it was like falling yeah i i don't know how they did it but it it, it look it's Still really fucking cool. Yeah, like absolutely. it's really really cool, and it's uh it's really really well done, and it's just ridiculous that he's riding it with his cowboy hat, and he's just screaming yeah. like yeah, and he's just going down, and he just kind of embraces that he's gonna die. It's, it's like the most American way to go out, like <laughs> riding a nuke, riding. unless you're eating an apple pie with a bald eagle on your shoulder. That is true. Yeah, um, it's 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 great. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm, I, I was I was kind of nervous because again I, I i i don't know it's it's kind of like the least stanley kubrick film out of like all of the kubrick films like a little. it's very like he did full metal jacket which yeah. is a very very much more like serious tone war mm-hmm. film i mean lolita prior to this was like a pretty like oh, hey this is kind of a weird subject matter mm-hmm. of fucking uh, pedophilia kind of yeah. right like yeah and then you have like the shining and you have 2001 yeah i so mean it's like, like it's a it's a very different kubrick movie but it's in my opinion one of the best i i, I honestly say that i think that it, i would say that it's one of the greatest satires like yeah. ever made absolutely i think it definitely like holds its place in that slot as one of the greatest movies ever made yeah it's just it's brilliant and it was a. They were tr- they were gonna make it a more serious tone, and then they just said like, eh, "This probably shouldn't go this way." Mm-hmm. So they made it a comedy, and I think that doing it, that it made worked it, out so much. It's better. so good, and I'm glad that you uh, that you enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. Cool. You got awesome. anything else, Frank? No, that's it. Doctor Strange, love. Uh, I have a recommendation though. Oh, Thanks for asking. One? I was gonna ask, uh, but you didn't <laughs> let me. <laughs> um, 
So I recently started a T. I'm not a big TV show person, mm-hmm. um, but every once in a while I'll be like, oh, let's try this out. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, I don't like it. But every once in a while I get hooked. Are you watching budget marriages? I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird show. Uh, It sounds like a, something along the lines of 90 day sort of same network. No, (laughs) don't lie to me. (laughs) But I did say like, Oh, I could get into this. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It is called atypical. And now atypical is a TV show about a kid who has autism. And it's kind of like about his family. Jennifer Jason Lee plays his mom. Okay. And uh, it's actually got like a pretty good cast. And it's basically it, it, the kid who plays. Um, his name is Sam, mm-hmm. who's got autism. He's he's actually like uh the the friend slash like love interest sort of in um it follows. Like, oh, like okay. the, the original yep. friend, not not the one that like not like the cool guy with the long hair and all yeah, that. Yeah, cool bro. Yeah, not him. Oh, uh, like the cool original bro. friend. Um, yeah, yeah. Him. He's he he plays this kid Sam, and he's got and he plays a guy who's got autism, and it's kind of just like about like him, just normal like day to day things, like what you know what's going on in his life, how certain things affect him and whatever. And it's definitely like a comedy. They 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 definitely like uh, go through though like some pretty like heavier stuff. I mean, there's like a whole thing about like his parents' marriage just, like, falling apart completely. Yeah. And then, like, how how that kind of affects somebody with autism. And you might think that it might be devastating, but it's actually, like, not as bad as you would think because mm. they just, like, the way that they process emotions and whatnot is different. But uh, it's really, really good. It's kind of... It's just, like, a, it's... I would say that it's more of a feel-good show, mm. although it does cover, like, more serious things. Um, but I found... I'm finding it very, very enjoyable, and I've watched already, like, two seasons of it, and I'm going to start the third one soon. Um... Yeah, so I highly recommend Atypical. Awesome. And that's it. Cool. All right, Zach, what is our next movie going to be? Frank. Oh, We're going to no. do Frank Miller's Sin City. That's my. Oh, I love Sin City. Yeah. I thought you were going to say 300, but I love Sin City. Do you not like 300? No, I like 300. We're doing Sin City. I'm, I love Sin City. Yeah, it's, it's cool. And uh, it's one of the few. Second one. No, I didn't watch it. Oh, no. um, but it's one of First the few. really cool. Yeah, the, it's one of the few movies that Frank Miller, the comic book artist who created this, has actually done so i'm excited for it great thanks frank yeah thank you zach no thank you no frank. thank you no, zach thank no 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 no, no. no zach, frank zach frank thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening yeah uh and that's it guys so zach take us out guys thank you for listening now frank execute plan r <laughs>